we, um, we've all become very cognizant of Jack and his story. And when Alibaba went public with the largest IPO in history, uh, we knew a lot more about him. So I want to talk about his personal story. I want to talk about how many times he tried and failed and what kept him going. I want to talk about where he is today and how he got here. I begin with this question, though, Jack. Why are you back at Davos? <laughs> it's, a, it's a long break for seven years. I think um, my last trip here was year 2008. But um, I was coming for year 2001 for the Young Global Leader for Tomorrow. And I think, remember, I never heard about the Davos when I came. But when I came I, uh, I, in the Switzerland, so many young people demonstrate. It was such a horrible scene that I was, and, and I asked them, why did they do it? They say, anti-globalization. And I say, why? Globalization is a great thing. Why people ant you know, don't like it? And then we come all the way for two hours here. There's a machine gun. There's a people checking us. I say, oh, God, is that, is that a fallen or is that prison? We're going to go with that. <laughs> but when I joined the fallen uh, as the young global leader, I was thrilled by uh, so many ideas. And for the first three, four years, I learned what, what, does, what does the globalization mean? What does the corporate citizenship mean? What about social responsibility mean? And all these new ideas. And I see so many great leaders talking about leadership. And I benefit a lot. In the year 2008 and <clears throat> nine, when the financial crisis came, I think it's better go back to work. Because we can never win the world by talking. So we go back, spend seven years. Now I come back, I think it's time to do something return. Because I learned so much Let's talk 12 about years that. ago. So why I should not talk to the young global leader of today, sharing with them how we've gone through. Okay. So that was the thing. Let's start with where you are today. Just how big is Alibaba? How many people come every day? How many people come in a week? Uh, how fast is it growing? Yeah, we have uh, over 100 million Buyers visiting our site, shopping our site um, every day. And we created... 100 uh, million, million every day. We created um, uh, 14 million jobs for China, directly and indirectly. <clears throat> and um, we grow from 18 people to 30,000 people, 18 people in my apartment, to now we have four big campers. Compared to 15 years ago, we were big, but compared to 15 years later, we're still a baby. <laughs> How big will you be 15 years from now? I think 15 years ago, I told my team that um, 15 years, in the past 15 years, we grow from nothing to this size. And 15 years later, I wanted people to see no about Alibaba, no Taobao, because it's already everywhere. I want, 15 years ago, when we talk about what is e-commerce, why small business can using this e-commerce, those internet, can do business across the nation. And I hope 15 years later, people forget about e-commerce because they think it's like electricity. Nobody thinks it's a high tech today. Now, this is something that 
I don't want 15 years later, we still walk on the street talking about why and how e-commerce can help people. You tried to get into three colleges. Mm -hmm. Each time they rejected you. No, I, I tried. There is an examination that young people, if you want to go to university, you have to taste, take the examinations. So I failed three times. Right. But a lot of failed. I failed for funny things that I failed a key primary school test for two times. And I failed... Uh, um, like uh, two, three times for the middle school, middle schools, and uh, you you would never believe in in Hangzhou, my city, there's only one middle school that lasts only one year. It was changed from primary school to middle school because our graduates of our 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 school no university, you, no middle school accept us because we were too bad. Yeah. <laughs> they would become a middle school. <laughs> What effect did it have, though, uh, being rejected? Well, I think we have to get used to it. We're not that good. Even today, we still have a lot of people reject us. I think um, when I uh, in the, graduated from universities, and before I, you know, for three years, I tried to fill in the universities. So I applied jobs for 30 times, got rejected. I went for a police. They said, no, you're not good. I went to even the uh, KFC. When KFC came to China, come to my city, <laughs> 20, 24 people went for the job. Yeah. 23 people were accepted. I was the only one guy. <laughs> and we went for police. Five people, four of them accepted. I was the only guy that I received it. So to me, being turned down, rejected. Oh, by the way, I told you that I, would, I applied for Harvard for 10 times rejected. <laughs> I know it would be rejected. Yeah, I just don't want to say that. <laughs> yeah, sorry now. <laughs> 10 times you wrote them and said, I'd like to come to Harvard. Yeah. And then I told myself, somebody I should go teach there, baby. <laughs> I, I, I think that can be arranged. Um, Richard Nixon came to Hangzhou. Yeah. And after that, tourists flooded the place. Yeah. And that's how you learned English. Yeah. I really like the, I don't know why, at 12, 13 years old, that time I suddenly fell in love into the language, the English. And there's no place you can, you can learn English at that time. There's no books, English books. So I went to the uh, Hangzhou Hotel, now called Hangzhou Shangri-La Hotel, because that was the hotel uh, can receive the foreign visitors. So every morning for nine years, I showed them around as a free guide, and they taught me English. And uh, I think that changed me. Today, I'm 100% made in China. I've never got a one-day train outside China. Yeah. And uh, people, when people talk to me, say, Jack, how can you speak English like that? Why sometimes you, you talk like an Amer Western guys? I think that was the nine years. These Western for tourists opened my mind because everything they told me are so different from the things I learned from the schools and from my parents. So now I have a habit. Whatever I see, whatever I read, I use my mind. Think about it for two and minutes. Is that how Ma Jun became Jack Ma? Actually, Jack, the name was given by uh, a, a, a lady in tennis. She's a tourist. She came here, and she said, came to Hangzhou. We, had a, we become a pen friends. Ma Ring is so difficult to pronounce. So she said, do you... 
do you have an English name? I said, don't. So can you give me an English name? She said, uh, okay. She said, my father called her Jack, my husband called Jack. What do you think about Jack? I said, good. <laughs> so I've been using that for that many years. Yeah. First visit to America in 1995? 1995, yeah. I, uh, I came here for a project helping the local government to building up a highway. Uh, and you tried the internet? I tried the internet in Seattle and um, in a building called the USA Bank. I don't know whether the USA Bank is still there or not, but there's a building. And uh, this, uh, my friend opened a small office, which is like uh, only 10% bigger than this room, and there are a lot of much computers in there. And he said, Jack, you, this is internet. Was, I asked, what is internet? He said, you know, search whatever you want. At that time, they used Mosaic, very slow. Right? Yeah. And I said, I don't use it. I don't want to type because computer is so expensive in China. Yeah. If I destroy it, yes. I cannot pay. He said, just to search it. So I searched the first word, beer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why, because it's easy to spell, baby. <laughs> and I see beers from Germany, beers from USA, beers from uh, uh, Japan, but there's no beer from China. And I say, okay, type the second word is China. No data. Nothing. Nothing. And I say, 1995. 1995. No data about China. So I talked to my friend. Why not I make some, something about China? So we made um, a small, very ugly looking page called China, it's, it's, about, it's something like I did a translation agency we listed on there. It was so shocking. We launched at 9.40 in the morning. 12.30, I got a phone call from my friend. He said, Jack, you know, you got five emails. I said, what is email? <laughs> <laughs> and they said, these are the things. See, people are so excited. Where are you? This is the first time I see a Chinese website on that. How can we kind of win? Can we do something together? So I think this is something interesting. So we should do it. Why did you call it Alibaba? Alibaba? Well, when I started, I think internet is global. We should have a global name. And a name that, um, interesting, like at that time, the best name is Yahoo. Yeah. Right, I think. I can, so I've been thinking for many days, suddenly think Alibaba is a good name. So I, I was happened to be in San, San Francisco that day. And I did have a lunch and the waitress come. I asked her, do you know about Alibaba? She said, yes. I said, what is Alibaba? She said, open sesame. <laughs> good. So I went on the street, asked about 10, 20 people. They all know about Alibaba, 40 thieves and uh, open sesame. And I think this is a good name. And start with A, whatever you talk about, Alibaba is always top. You have said before that in creating Alibaba, you had to create trust. Yep. Uh, because people in China were used to face-to-face. -face. Yeah. How did you create trust? I think um, because we started doing business on the internet, I don't know you, you don't know me. So how can you do things online unless you have trust? So for e-commerce, the most important thing was trust. I think when I first went to USA for raising money, talking to the venture capitalists, a lot of people say, oh, Jack, no, 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 no. China doing business by the guanxi. 
how can you do business on internet? And I know that without the trust system, the credit system, it's impossible to do business. So we, we every, in the past four, 14 years, everything we do is trying to build up the trust system, the record system. Well, uh, Charlie, you know, I, I, I'm so proud today when I, I talk to the young, today in China and in the world, people don't <laughs> trust each other. The government and people and, and media and everybody think, ah, this guy's cheating. But because of e-commerce, we finish 60 million transactions every day. People don't know each other. I don't know you, I send products to you. You don't know me, you wire the money to me. And I don't know you, I give a pers person a package, I don't know him. He took something to so cross the ocean, cross river and send. This is the trust. We have six, at least 60 million trust happening every day. But you created it by creating an escrow account in the beginning. Yep. You know, and so you keep the money until they got the product. Yeah. And then you release the money. That's true. I mean, the escrow service is about Alipay. When I, when I, when I, ha you know, this idea would love Davos, because it was a big decision. Because for first three years, Alibaba is just like e-marketplaces for, for information. Uh, what you have, what I have, we talk a lot of time, but don't do any business because there is no payment. I talk to the banks, no banks want to do it. Banks say, ah, oh, no, this thing never work. So I don't know what to do because if I start to launch a payment system, it's against the financial legal laws because you have to have a license. But if I don't do it, e-commerce e will go nowhere. So then I went to Davos. I listened to a leadership discussion. Leadership is about responsibility. And after I listened to that panel, I give a call to my friends, my colleagues in the, my apartment, say, do it now, immediately. If something wrong, the governor happy about that, if one body has to go to the prison, Jack might go to the prison. Because it is so important for China, for the world, to build up the trust system. And if you did not do it, I said, and do not do it properly, stealing money, money wash, no trust record, I send you to the prison. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah. that was the thing. And people, people don't like it. So many people I talked to at that time for Alipay, they say, this is the stupidest idea you have ever got. But I say, <laughs> I don't wear the stupid yeah. club as long as people use it. Now we have uh, 800 million people using this Alipay. Stupid yeah, things, if you do whatever is better. Alipay is a privately held thing, it's not part of Alibaba. No, it's a private. Let me talk about money for a second. Yeah. Uh, you have never gotten money from the Chinese government? No. None, none. I, 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 um, I want it at the beginning, okay. and later I don't want it, because I think if the company always think about it, picking money from out of the government off pockets, that company is rubbish. Think about how can you make money from the customers and market and then help customers succeed. That's our philosophy. No money from Chinese banks? No. No. I, I, at that time I want and now they want to give me, I don't want it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, your relationship with the government. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's your relationship? I mean, if they didn't want, here's what some say, uh, that you have existed in an environment that's not, you know, they have restricted competition for you. And that's a pretty good thing to do for a private company. 
Yeah. I think the relationship with the government for us is very interesting. For the first five years, because I've been working as a part-time jobber for a government organization called Ministry of Foreign Trade, 1997, for 14 months. And I learned that you, you should never rely government organization to do e-commerce. And I um, started a business, I told my people and team, in love with the government, don't marry them. <laughs> <laughs> Respect them. And yeah. a lot of people say, well, you know, government officers talking to about internet, the censorship and this, that, and they worry about. I think it's the opportunity, it's a responsibility talking to them. Tell them how internet can help. So you tell them we create jobs. Oh, yeah. I've been, I think um, a lot of people debate and fight against them. And in the first 12 years, anybody come to my office, I sit down talking to them, how we can help economy, how we can create jobs, why China will improve by the internet. I think um, because internet at that time is new to any government. And if you convince somebody, and you have the chance. So today I'm very talkative. That probably, this is why I talk to so many people. <laughs> You were also seen in Hollywood. Yeah. What are you doing in Hollywood? <laughs> well, I like the, uh, the Hollywood um, innovation and the digital background. I learned so much about the Hollywood movies, especially the Forrest Gump. You love Forrest Gump. I love Forrest Gump. But why do you like him? Simple. Never give up. Never people, give up. people thinking he's dumb, but he knows what he's doing. And I was very depressed the day, a year 2002 or three, in the States, when I, oh no, 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 be earlier than that. I was very depressed when I, I could not find out a way for the internet. And I watched the movie in my friend's home, Forrest Gump. When I see him, I think, this is the guy we should learn from. Believe what you're doing, love it, whether people like it, don't like it, be simple. And like the word, life is like a box of chocolate. You never know what you can get, right? <laughs> I never know I would be here talking to you and talking to Charlie Rose. I never know. But today I made it. I told my people in my apartment 18, 15 years ago, guys, we have to work hard. Not for ourselves. If we can be successful, 80% of the young people in China can be successful. We don't have a rich father, powerful uncle. We don't have one dollar from bank, one cent from government. Just work as a team. So what do you worry about? I worry about it today, young people, a lot of young people lose hope, lose vision, and start to complain. Because we also have the same period. Because when I got, it's not a good feeling being rejected by so many people. We also depressed, but at least later we find that the world has a lot of opportunity. How you see the world, how you catch the opportunity. So, and the Hollywood gives me a lot of uh, inspiration. You know? Yeah, but, but you, you were out the, there for business. You were yeah, out there because you want to make movies and sell them. I want to make the movie for business-wise. We are e-commerce company. We, we have a lot of uh, products that need logistic. But movie, T 
TV, these are things you don't need logistic system. And movie probably is the best product that can help Chinese young people to understand. Because one thing I told the Chinese people, uh, my, my friends, in American movie, all the heroes at the beginning, they look like a bad guy. Terrible things coming, they become a hero. And finally, they all survived. China, if you buy a hero, all the heroes died. <laughs> so, because Change only that. dead people yeah. become yeah. the hero. Yeah. So yeah. nobody want to be the hero. <laughs> So you want to change the Chinese definition of hero? Yeah, I want to say hero. Are you today we have so many heroes live in this world. Uh, China today, are you worried the economy slowed down? No, oh. I don't worry about it. I think China is doing, it's slowing down is much better than keep on 9%. China today is the second largest economy in the world. It's impossible to keep 9% of the growth. If China still keeps the 9% of the growth of the economy, there must be something wrong. You will never see the blue sky. And you will never see the quality. China should pay attention to the quality of the economy. China should not. So if we have a lot of influence, you know, like the Hollywood movies, things, and we have a, the sports and these things in the, in the, in the GDP, will be much better. So I think. Just like a human growth, you can never, this body can never grow, 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 grow. Certain time, the slow of growth of a body was slow, but you should grow your mind, grow your culture, grow your value, grow your wisdom. I uh, think China is moving to that direction. And you saw Modi in India? Pardon? Did you see Modi in India? Not yet, I'm looking forward to that. So you'll go to India. Yeah. Finally, there's this. Um, you're one of the world's richest people. Uh, your company is one of the world's richest companies. What do you want beyond Alibaba? Well, by richest people, I was, uh, I told my, I was really not happy in the past three months when people say Jack Ma is the richest people of China. Global no. celebrity, they said. In, in, no, I'm not, I'm not. When I start no, the you business. Are. You are. I never <laughs> thought, because how many, yeah, maybe I am, I'm not, but. I think what I, uh, 15 years ago, in my apartment, my, my wife uh, was uh, at that time one of the 18 founders. I asked her, do you want your husband to be a rich person? I never said rich person in China, rich person in Hangzhou, or, or you want to be your husband to be a respected person. She said, of course respected, because she never believed, and I don't believe we'll be rich people. <laughs> <laughs> we just want to survive. <clears throat> I believe when you have $1 million, that's your money. When you have $20 million, you start to have a problem. You worry about inflation, where which is stock to buy and this, that, the it come. When you have $1 billion, that's not your money. That's the trust society gives on you. They believe you can manage the money, use the money better than the government and the others. So I think today, I have the resources do more things. With the money we have, with the influence we have, we should spend more time on the young people. And I would say, someday I'll go back to teach. Go back to school, spend time with the young people, and telling, sharing with them what I done. So the money is not mine. I just are happily. And um, having these resources, then I want to uh, do a better job. Just tell them your story. Yeah, tell them the story and tell them that if 
Jack, I, I don't think in this world there are a lot of people be rejected more than 30 times. <laughs> if we, you know, the only thing we never give up, the only thing like we're like a forest gun, we keep on fight, we keep on change ourselves. We don't complain. Whether you are successful or not successful, I find that one per people, when they finish the job, if they make the mistake, if they fail, if they always complain to others, this guy will never come back. If the guy only check himself, yeah, something wrong with me here, something wrong with me there, this guy has the hope. Jack, on behalf of everybody in this audience uh, and a television audience around the world, thank you for taking your time to be with us. Thank you. Thank you.